G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Our special guest this hour is Daniel Jones. He is renowned as an adventure evangelist. What is an adventure evangelist? We'll find out. I call him the new breed of Australian evangelist. Uh, He's involved in creating what we think of as Christian reality TV. He's an evangelist. When he speaks, people listen. Uh, Let's get an insight into Daniel Jones, who's joining us for this hour. Hello, Daniel. Welcome along to 2020. Hey, Neil. How you going, mate? Good, Daniel. Great to be able to get back together with you again, get an update on what's been happening. You share your time between Australia and the United States. Uh, lots of doors opened up with you in the United States. Uh, and uh, But these days you're putting some roots down here in Australia and in the city of Wollongong. So uh, welcome along. Tell us just quickly where you're at with your evangelism and, uh, and with your settling in Wollongong. No worries, mate. Well... Yeah, I, I've over the last few years, Neil, I've spent a lot of time between Australia and the USA, and um, and I have three small children. Uh, they're nine, seven, and five. Three boys and a beautiful wife. And so, uh, when you're travelling like I have been for so long, um, that sometimes can get a bit rough on the family. So we're still travelling, but we're just putting ourselves in a base and um, trying to balance that in a, in a bit more of a uh, balanced way for the year. So. Uh, I'll be travelling one weekend out, one weekend home, instead of rather travelling every weekend. So that came about just, uh, you know, we can win the world and lose their families. There's not much good in that, Neil, is there? No. So so I, um, my, my three boys are my priority and my wife, my whole world. And so we're going down to a great thriving church called Gateway City Church. I'm sorry, I just had to give it a plug. And uh, Gateway City <laughs> Church is an amazing church down there in Wollongong. And um, and so we're going to be down there uh, starting next weekend. I'm, she- I'm uh, sorry, not, not this weekend coming, the following weekend, the 16th. It's my first weekend down there. And I'll be on staff as an associate evangelist slash staff of staff uh, pastor and we'll be going around and um, minister, just running different programs mate and um, reaching people connecting with with the heart of the community now when we talk about Aussies and this connection that we have in the US and I'm talking about uh, the likes of Steve Irwin and uh, wrestling crocodiles the image of Australians who are out in the great outdoors out in the outback out in the wilderness areas and all of the dangerous creatures that we have in Australia you're bringing something of a connection here too to uh, those American audiences and you're working on a reality TV series Uh, you want to actually uh, wrestle crocodiles and uh, snakes and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. Just give us some some insight into what you're doing with your Wild Truth Ministries because uh, this is an interesting aspect of your life. Yeah, it's very it's a very unique thing. I kind of fell into it, Neil. I, I by nature, um, God makes us different personalities, and by nature, I'm an adventurous t- kind of a uh, person. And so, when I was younger, we were always doing different types of stuff, like you know, hunting and fishing and all kind of thing. When you're young, active young fella, and um, when I found Christ, I um, 
I was always challenged in the way to to present him. I uh, came from a pretty rough background and so a pretty worldly lifestyle with, you know, a lot of grips, violence and drugs and vices and those kinds of things. Um, grew up on the Sunshine Coast and then also in regional uh, Sunshine Coast. And so basically in that background, you know, you learn, you, you get used to the Australian mindset and psyche and, and I was like, God, how do I reach these 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 Aussies? How do I reach these everyday Aussies? And, um, and then I walk out and we live in one of the most amazing nations in the world and you just mentioned America I think part of their fascination with Australia and Australians isn't just um, us as a, as a people group or the DNA of Australians but it's also just the country itself we live in one of the most amazing places on the planet and uh, God created it and so I I love to take creation and present the creator and um, so basically that's it I take creation and I present Jesus Christ the creator so use animals and not just crocodiles not only do you want to learn about them but um, we've caught five Neil we've caught five saltwater crocodiles from small ones to larger ones the largest was 4.6 meters uh, he was a big scary fella and I, I can tell you I wasn't exactly um, confident that day but um, you know the thing is is God made those creatures and so we live in a world that that tells young people today not just young people but the generations that uh, we were made by um, we, we were just evolved we weren't made we just create you know we just were a big explosion evolution based thinking and so I'm very passionate about creating uh, showing the creator and showing Jesus Christ through his creation let's talk about Aussies because when you talk about Aussies having an attraction to this adventurist style of uh, of living your life is this something that breaks down a lot of barriers when you when you're talking about wrestling crocodiles picking up snakes uh, you know going into wilderness places typical Aussies when you start to share these things that you're doing i guess everybody's eyes light up yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's it's a different way to evangelise. Like, I guess I even pioneered the term um, adventure evangelist, and it's not something. Where's that in the Bible? Well, it's not, but it's just something that I've come up with. You talk, we're going to talk about connecting with people. Well, for me, I just love to live an active lifestyle. So I took my hobbies and my passions, and I created a way to come up and use those hobbies and passions to connect people to Jesus Christ, connect them to the to the fact that he's not just out there watching us or overlooking us, but he wants to be a, have a proactive involvement in relationship every day with us. I'm very passionate about it, mate. Well, we're going to open our talkback lines. Uh, listeners might like to contribute to our conversation. Uh, open now on 1-800-316-316. How can you contribute to our conversation today? We are going to be talking about connecting with people and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. How do you connect with people? You might like to give us some insights on some of the things that you have been a part of in conversations or in things that you've been doing in your lifestyle that have connected with people in a really great way. And there's another angle to this too. If you remember how you came to faith in Christ, it's likely to be because somebody shared the gospel with you. Well, what was your experience on the receiving end of a Christian sharing their faith with you? What was the connecting point? Well, our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Give us a call. Let us know how you have connected or I have been doing the connecting. Daniel Jones, our guest, adventure evangelist, what I call the new breed of Australian evangelist. And Daniel, just let me just say, when you are traveling, uh, you go to outback centers, you spend a fair bit of time in the Northern Territory. You like to go to remote places and even dangerous places. 
But at the same time, you're connecting with local churches. You're standing up in front of local churches who've invited their friends and their family to come and hear this guy who's an adventure evangelist. Uh, People are coming to Christ when you preach the gospel. Yeah, Neil, God is moving in Australia, mate. In the last, I wish I had kept uh, all since I've been traveling as an evangelist, started kept keeping a tally. But um, since 2012, we've seen over 10,000 first-time decisions for Jesus. That's about 80% of them, 70 to 80% of them were in Australia. So God is, the, the fields are, are ready to be, to be, to see a whole massive souls just come in by, by the, by the millions, I believe, you know, not just hundreds or thousands, but by the millions. We're a nation of 22, 23 million, something like that. There needs to be millions saved, mate. And I believe that God is ready just to put a blanket of salvation across the whole nation. So, mate, I'll tell you one thing. We, we were in Longreach last week, Neil, oh, sorry, last month, and there was a young Indigenous boy, and he came to me, and I went down to the local skate park. I won't shift into that, but we do different variety of ways, and it's about connecting with people. So I love to take my passions and use it to create avenues into to connecting with the lost. So this young fellow was down the skate park and he connected with us and we were just skating on our own time. Then he came at the end. I went and had, had shower that night and got ready for the meeting and this kid had knocked on the pastor's door. And because it's a small town, he knew where he lived. And, and I came out and uh, he says to me, Pastor, I'm coming to church. And I said, okay, cool. He just turned up. So we go to get in the car and uh, I said to him, it hasn't been raining much out here, mate. And he says, nah, Pastor, never rain out here. And I said, what do you mean? He says, he goes, it just won't rain. And I said, it can rain if you ask God to show you it can rain. And uh, he said, no, that'll never happen. Long story short, he came to church that night, received Jesus. He was about 13, 14 years old, little young teenage boy. Then the next morning, Sunday morning, brought all his family along. Another bunch of them came and got saved. That night, that afternoon, I left and I talked to him. And I remember saying this to him, remember that God can make it rain, mate. He'll show you that he's real. And so anyway, I went home that week. It hadn't rained in Longreach for, for quite a while. It's been a dreadful drought. Drought. I mean, I played golf there, mate. There's not even a blade of grass on the, the place. You know, <laughs> it's the driest golf field I've ever, golf course I've ever been on. But anyway, that, by Wednesday that week, I got a phone call from the pastor out there and it was raining. It was, it had started pouring down rain. I'm convinced that God showed that for that young boy. His name was Jason. And what I'm getting at is I believe God wants to show himself to everyday Aussies that he is real. So I get up in the churches and I love to inspire them that they can all have stories like this. And I say it like this, Neil. We, we, we might not all be called like myself to get up and preach to 99 or a thousand or, or whatever, but we all can reach one person. Most of the church understand that we uh, need to win souls, but most of them don't have, know how or have the confidence. So my, my passion when I get up into churches is to show them that they can all reach one. They can all reach one young person like Jason. They might not have to reach the whole town, but they can reach one. 1-800-316-316. Our talkback line is open. You can call us 1-800-316-316. like to hear your story. How do you connect with people and share the gospel? And if you remember how you first came to faith in Christ, what's your experience of someone breaking the ice sharing the gospel with you. Call us 1-800-316-316. Daniel Jones, adventure evangelist, our guest, uh, the new breed of Australian evangelists. And I've got to say, uh, just got to pick up on something here, playing golf on the Longreach Golf Course. Well, my history is that I learned to play golf 
on the the long reach golf course. So, uh, for <laughs> was there the some grass on there then? No, well, very little actually. <laughs> well, actually, as you know, and I'm sure the rules are probably still the same. Uh, when you're playing golf on the long reach golf course, uh, the rule is you pick up your golf ball and put it onto a tuft of grass so yes. that it sort of tees it up. So you're heading uh, towards that those sand greens and uh, you know. <laughs> raking a track along a sand green. So for people in the outback, uh, they'll know we're all about that. Absolutely. It was amazing, mate. And, and the, where you tee off, it's a black dirt. They put like diesel or something in the, yep, in the sand so it. you can tee off. Settles the sand. Yes. <laughs> 1-800-316-316. You can be part of our conversation. We're talking about connecting with people. Daniel, if we talk about basic connecting, uh, I'm obviously just coming out with, you know, I'm a Christian. Uh, that breaks ice. Uh, what's the best way that you've found when you're talking with people, maybe either individually or in a group, what's the best way to just break the ice and say, hey, I'm a Christian? Well, I think there's a variety of different types depending on people's personalities. There's some people that are con- conversational-based, so they, they on a one-on-one level can have a conversation with people. There's others that are relational-based where they take time to build relationship and after they build that relationship, then they feel comfortable um, so I don't think there's one right or wrong way to do evangelism. I just think it's to be conscious that God wants us to share his good news. Um, I don't think it's about rules. I think it's it's about just it coming out of you. If it's really who you are, it just comes out. So for me, I, I um, meet and, and still have friends with people of all types of society, some people that are still wayward and on a journey, and I've got some family members like that, and then others that are you know are doing well in society but still are bankrupt in their soul. And so I think all of them uh, just, just need to be, you know, everyone is on a different level is what I'm trying to get at, Neil. So I think we need to not necessarily think there's one way, but be sensitive to the Lord's leading on how would I approach this. So for me personally, I love to tell people about hope. And one thing, I just as we're talking in this segment, and I just want to share this with the, 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 the uh, listeners out there today, um, it's not about just being an evangelist or just sharing our faith because we have to. But it's, it should just come out of an abundance of it's just who we are. It's Christ in our lives. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, you talk about connecting with people. Well, to me, it's really the Christ in me. It's that God part of me that connects with someone. It's that, you know, it's that part of me that has a heart or a move of compassion or there's a situation. And that's that Christ in you that comes out as it talks about in Colossians. And I just want to just inject this one thing for the viewers. You know, I might jump on a crocodile and or catch fishing or whatever it is that we're doing in these type of extreme adventures that we do. But that's how we evangelize or that's how we connect. But I guess we all can use our hobbies or whatever we're into rather than just going and living life, you know, going down to the tennis court. Turn that into an opportunity for evangelism. Or you might be going to watch your kids play football and or soccer or whatever it is, um, and, and you, you, next minute you turn that opportunity. So it's about turn, using opportunities in life, be conscious that we are to share the gospel, and, and take our hobbies or the, where life takes us to give it a to take that opportunity. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316, talking about connecting with people. Let's hear from Joanna in Logan Central in Queensland. Hello, Joanna. Welcome along to 2020. Hi. Um, I've been blessed with being a very outgoing person. I just love people. So wherever I'm out, I might meet someone or God may bring somebody to me or I go to an online group and I'll share my faith, hope and strength there. And just everywhere I go, um, on a train, <laughs> in a supermarket, 
uh, maybe getting a dress or something like that. Um, I just love it. But my mother was the one that brought me to Christ. Um, after she died, she was the biggest part of my life as far as I saw her as my strength. And then when she died, I had no strength. So I went to the same church she went to and I did Christianity Explained and different things and that brought me to the Lord and um, I've fallen behind a few times with different things and I've realised where my weaknesses are and um, but now I'm back on the track again and finding a peace and serenity that I don't have with any other way. Joanna, wonderful hearing your story. We're all on a journey and yeah. I'm just going to pick up and ask Daniel... Uh, you can respond to Joanna, but uh, she's a people person. She loves being with people. This is something that uh, yeah. people who share their faith love to do, is is be around people and then and share with them. Yeah, that's right. Daniel. Well, one thing I, as, as one thing I just heard there, Neil, and for me, even I talked about my new church. I'm an evangelist. I love people. But being part of this new church puts me in an environment around others that are like-minded so that when you're out there, it's not just you by yourself, but you can be around others that are can um, – do go out and evangelize with you. And so one of my passions, Neil, is, and that's what I love to share with Joanna there online, is not only for her to get out as she is herself, but if she can, if she isn't, or she might be already part of a church, but if she isn't, go join a great church that are geared like that so that, that they've got that, that um, passion to keep each other going together. You're touching on something really important here. I think when we talk about connecting with people, getting together with other like-minded people who also are passionate about evangelism. This is an important thing. I guess this is what uh, being part of a church group is all about because you can find some people within your local church who are passionate and that passion rubs off on you. Yeah, absolutely, Neil. Um, and, and it's also what happens, you know, at times when people, you become isolated. You know, I, I, I witnessed it in my own life. I first got saved. I was such a zeal. And then after six months to a year, it's you, you get wary and the enemy comes and life throws things at you, different things like that. And, when you're isolated and not by yourself, you, you, you can have that zeal for a while, but then you'll get slowly, you, you, you'll burn out. But when you're plugged in and you're connected to something and you've got other people, like-minded faith, it gives you to dream for more, do more, achieve more. So that's what we're doing. We're going to a great church, again, Gateway City Church, near, not plugging it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's uh, for people who live in or near Wollongong. Uh, listen, this is another thing that, uh, that Joanna brought out. She said... She went to a church and she did Christianity Explained. She did a course that explained to her the very foundations of her faith. Confidence is one of those things that gets us across the line to be able to share our faith with others. Yes, absolutely, Neil. I think we need to, um, you know, if we want to know any subjects, we want to learn about or educate ourselves on it. And so that's a, that's a great one. Also, Alpha. We all, many people heard of Alpha. I think Alpha is a great course in the way that they break down who is Jesus and what was his role in the earth. But, yeah, we, when we want to get out and um, have – it's, it's a, one thing to have the zeal, but we need to have the training and the um, right voices to sharpen us. Otherwise, we can end up like a machine gun. So for me, Neil, I, I, I call it – I don't do machine gun. I call it machine gun evangelism where we preach at anyone and hope to hit someone. Um, I'm very strategic. So I might not go and preach to everyone in a day, but there'll be one person – that I know God's zoned me in on like a sniper shot, you know, and you can just really be led in on what, what to share with that one individual, and that moment's life-changing for them. And you're not talking about being exploitative here, because when you say that sort of machine gun evangelism, it's like, oh, there's an exploitation here, because there's a connection that you actually have 
with a person which has a goal to it, not only to lead them to Christ, but also to connect them with a group where they can grow to maturity and, and actually get to understand their faith deeply. I really like that. Absolutely, Neil. And that's what I was talking about more before about being a relational evangelist. When, and we're all different, you know. For me, I can meet one person in, in a short period of time and be having a certain open discussion. Others who are relational evangelists might take a few weeks to build or a month, whatever, to build that relationship with that person on that journey. And it's out of that relationship and that connecting with that person that then they're there's no point in sharing something with someone if they don't think you even care about them. If they're not going to feel your love, how are they ever going to hear about a God that loves? And you were saying that over these past years, there's been 10,000 people who've come to faith under your preaching. Now, most of that is going to be where you've been in front of large groups and people respond to the message that the evangelist brings. But a lot of those connecting points are almost like a role modeling for people within church life so they can see this is the way the evangelist wins a soul to Christ. Yeah, well, part of those numbers, uh, we run programs in churches, so we'll go in with like the youth or the young adults, even starting to do it with the young children's church ministry as well. I mean, we put the kids in church and just say, oh, that's what you are. No, they're, they're amazing evangelists. Your, your, your child, your little kids are the most <laughs> infectious evangelists you'll ever meet. In fact, a little kid can just break down the walls of a, of a hard-hearted bloke, you know, that's, that's got all these issues and walls up. And the next one, this little kid, just a smile on their face, just melts them. So we've, we've been activating every generation, is what I'm getting at, Neil, in churches, from the young to the old, um, equipping them to, to do that. So, for example, we were in Geelong and we went down to Geelong, took 150 uh, young adults onto the streets and, and we taught them, I taught them how to just be led by the Spirit, not weird about it or anything, just, just, just listen to God and be led by, led by Him in your heart. And then, God, who would you have me share with today? And so we've been doing that right across this nation. Uh, other than Perth and, and Tasmania, we've been going right across this nation in the last few years sharing the love of Jesus. It's Neil with you. It is the Friday edition of 2020. We're talking about how you connect with people. Uh, you might like to join our conversation, 1-800-316-316. Our special guest this hour is Daniel Jones, adventure evangelist, uh, what I call the new breed of Australian evangelists, and his ministry is called Wild Truth Ministries. Uh, he's into the production of a Christian reality TV show with his partner, Tom Foster. Uh, let me just come back to this for a moment, Daniel, uh, your Wild Truth Ministries. Uh, you're in the production of uh, some of these reality TV shows. Uh, you mentioned a little earlier on uh, Crocodiles. Uh, you're also uh, into catching sharks. Uh, tell us about your shark catching experience. No worries, mate. Well, basically, um, that's really was the very birthing of the vision of Wild Truth. So Wild Truth is a Christian adventure reality TV show. It's basically where we present the gospel and you never change the message, but we need to come up with new methods to present it, not just to a younger generation, but to generations, because we live in a, a, a world that's changing. So I was in uh, the Morton Island, and just after coming back for some ministry trip in the USA, we went out to do some shark fishing. That's what we would do just for a bit of fun. And um, we were catching some big sharks. We call it land-based shark fishing. So we paddle out on a surfboard or a kayak and <laughs> drop the bait out into the ocean and then paddle back and sit there on the beach and catch him. So we caught this big hammerhead shark. And as we caught him in and we were catching and releasing him live, uh, you know, he spun around and almost gave me a chomp on the leg. And my cousin was filming this. And it was later on when we went through it at home that we saw the footage 
footage and I thought, man, that makes some good TV. My wife wasn't too happy at the time. Um, but that began something and then I, I thought, man, if I could just create some amazing shows like this but present Jesus. And so that was really the birthing of this whole Wild Truth concept. So basically where we catch animals and we catch and release them live or we do a, a study on them and, and, and show basically the links between that animal and humanity and how God made them. And tell me about this too, because I know you've had an experience up in Darwin uh, catching crocodiles where you've been with a a whole group of people and some of those scientists and uh, you've been filming a segment for your program, pardon me, and uh, and you've been able to share some things uh, which have been important as aspects of the gospel. Yeah, it was very challenging actually, Neil, because you know God gave us the idea, and so it was like you know everything just sounds good when it's an idea, but when you start to put rubber to the road and start to build it, you go, oh, flip, I'm actually doing this. Um, we were sitting there in in a uh, tourist attraction called Crocodilus up in in uh, Darwin near just outside of Darwin near Palmerston, in between Palmerston and Darwin. And um, they were graciously allowed us to come in. We told them we were a Christian-based show, told them what we were doing. Um, and, you know, they let us in to come and do some training. So basically we did a, a whole day course on catching and releasing saltwater crocodiles. And we caught a three-and-a-half-metre breeding female, and we had to capture her, secure her jaws, do all of those things, and then move her with water on her over to another pen and then catch another one and uh, secure the male and then release her into it. So that was what we were invited to do. So in doing that, while I did that, um, you know, they said, you can start doing your filming while we do this. You you just, you know, just you may as well use this footage and just say whatever you want to say. We just So here I was doing their job but they want us to just share whatever we want because they didn't you know, let us get our filming out of the road, basically. So I thought, I'll just go for it. So I started preaching about how God made this crocodile, and it's not an accident, it's not a dinosaur. The word dinosaur means large lizard. You know, surely we can come up with a bit more than that, you know. So, so I said, it's not just a dinosaur. This was created by God. So I started to drink all these amazing attributes from this animal, and I watched um, the conviction. I watched the scientists and those around me get... Uh, impacted not only by the words that I was saying, but by the conviction and the passion that I had for it. And so it was an amazing opportunity. Here I was in their world, in their environment, which is always meant for education. And here I was able to preach the truth of Jesus Christ right there in that crocodile pen. Man, it was awesome. <laughs> Catching crocodiles, uh, you're looking to move into uh, you know dealing with dangerous uh other reptile life, uh, catching snakes and such things. Uh, Coming back to uh, catching sharks, uh, the interesting thing is, I don't know whether there's a parallel here, but Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. The idea of catching animals, uh, catching wild animals, uh, there is a sense in which there's some similarity there because sometimes when we think about being a fisher of men, we think of uh, those fishermen you know, like Peter and, uh, you know, catching small fish. But there are big fish and there are big dangerous fish. There's some sort of parallels there, isn't there, in the way we do evangelism. Absolutely. Imagine, let's talk, we talk about mountains in life. Imagine if we caught a Donald Trump in the business scene or imagine if we caught one of the top bikies in the in the um, underground scene and the next minute this big fish is no longer swimming for himself but he's swimming for Jesus. Absolutely, there's there's people that we I believe we can target, Neil. One of our shows we did um, where we went out in hell, it's called heli fishing, so they took us all the way out into the middle of nowhere. You can only get there via helicopter or airboat and it's some of the best barramundi fishing in the world. And it's funny you brought this up, that is exactly what the segment was about. It was called Being a Fisher of Men. So while I taught about being a fisher of men, 
we're catching some of the best barramundi in the world and using the different lures and talking about how God gives us gifts and there's gifts of the Spirit, just like there's lures. And, and I won't get into the doctrinal gifts of it, but there's all little things that God will give us. There's hidden things and things plain in the Bible that we can take as tools like a hook to hook that, use that to hook that fish. Wow. And, of course, uh, where the, uh, the, uh, the ocean is and where the fish are, well, this has its own settings, doesn't it, in the way that we live our lives, uh, whether it's through our workplace, uh, whether it's through those social activities that we do on a weekend, where we're connecting with people and uh, where young people are meeting. And I know that you like to uh, actually uh, uh, be part of outreaches in skate parks. You mentioned skate parks earlier and in Western Queensland. Uh, what about sp- skate parks? You like to do outreaches there. Yeah, we love to, I, I, mainly because skate parks in Australia anyway, and a lot of USA and a lot of parts of the Western world and the world today is where kids congregate. So it's not just where people are congregating to, to skate, but usually that's a... Um, a social hub, you know, and there's a lot of young people will usually gather down there. So, for example, we were down in that town in Longreach. There was not one person there when we were there. Once they saw five, you know, people out of town turn up, by the, by two hours there was 45 people, 40 kids there. They'd come from everywhere, mate, you know. And so, um, you know, it's it's an awesome opportunity. So I, we, we, I'm trying to build that now with more of an actual plan with it. Um, but at the moment, I just skateboard for fitness. So I just I use my hobbies or what I do as hooks and tools to reach people. And like you just said before, Neil, whether it be work, school, hobbies, whatever it is we do, we can use those those opportunities to share the gospel. I will share this, Neil, as we, as an opportunity to share to all these viewers out there today. I'm so challenged. And, and sometimes I believe the Lord's heart would break over our lack of a passion for souls. The Lord's passion isn't for church people. He has a passion for the lost. He loves you and I. We're, we're his kids. But his heart breaks for the lost. And unfortunately, we live in a world that is in a lost state and that needs salvation now. And so my passion is to um, inspire the church and also get them to understand that they can win people. They can share. that It doesn't have to rely on an evangelist or the pastor or they've got to wait to Sunday to get. You don't have to wait to Sunday to get someone saved. I like what you're talking about with hobbies. Let's bring everybody into this conversation here now because uh, not everybody's hobby is catching sharks and wrestling crocodiles and dealing with all sorts of wild animals. Some people like collecting stamps. Uh, some people like knitting and crocheting. Uh, some people like doing all sorts of things that for many adventurous types, they think so mundane. But that's people's lives. That's people's hobbies. People love to read. I guess what you're saying is identify what you're good at, what you love to do, and that's the key to connecting with others of the same ilk. Absolutely, Neil. And, and, and being conscious that it's not just about you, but it's about Christ. I think it's just walking in every day, going out, being conscious that I'm not just me. I have Christ in me and, I'm, and there's a world I'm called to impact. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, we're wrestling crocodiles, we're catching sharks off the beach. You might like to be part of our conversation today. Adventure evangelist Daniel Jones, our guest. We are talking about connecting with people. Uh, Let's hear from Chris in Cairns. Hello, Chris. Welcome along to 2020. G'day. How are you? Good, Chris. What are your thoughts on connecting with people? Um, I just listen to your conversations, and I think it's very important... um, to be in whatever sphere in your life you are in, to be 
sharing the gospel, not so much like often we hear people Bible bashing, you know, that sort of that sort of term used. But I, I, I find um, I'm involved in a bow hunting group and I'm involved with um, a couple of nature groups and things like that. And I just to share an example of it. I um, two friends of mine from university came up to North Queensland and they're very interested in snakes and, and the reptiles and whatnot. And we went down one of the rivers up here looking for scrub pythons. And um, after probably a couple of k stretch of the river, we were paddling down. We didn't see anything. And um, usually we have by then, there's a couple of trees I know of that these big pythons live in. And um, one of the guys said to me, Chris, you're a Christian, aren't you? Um, why don't you pray about it? And I said, okay, let's pray about it. So we were three of us in the canoe. And I said, Lord, you know, I just thank you for your creation. I thank you for the time that we can spend together in it and just in, enjoying everything that we see here. And, um, you know, I just cut a long story short, prayed about it. And um, I said, you know, guys, we just can trust God that he's going to, you know, show us his creation and, and we'll see what we came to see. And within about a minute, uh, Taipan swam across the river and that very excited about that. And then within probably 100 metres, we saw two scrub pythons close to five metres. So... Um, sometimes we don't have to always be preaching stuff, but like you guys are saying, just be um, genuine in, in, in the circumstances you're in, just to be willing to share your faith, I guess. Your thoughts, Daniel? Oh, mate, that's awesome, Chris. You just put a big smile on my face. I'm, I'm, I appreciate yeah. similar hobbies to you, and I, and I know the scrub python. I've always wanted to catch one. They're one of the they're the largest snake in Australia. But, yeah. mate, on a serious note, though, absolutely what you said is true, and that's that's my same approach. I don't Bible bash anyone. It's all about relationship. In fact, most yeah, of my unsafe friends, I don't approach them with it unless they approach me. And yeah. I'll only ever just, you know, be if I feel led to share, give them some advice or wisdom, um, I'll share that with them. But it's always on their level. But, mate, so encouraging. And it's great to hear other Australians thinking the same. And, um, you know, I think also uh, we, we need to show young people, mate, that, um, you know, you can live an adventurous life as a Christian. You don't have to become some boring bloke. Okay, Chris from Cairns, thanks so much for being part of 2020 today. Let's hear from Jonathan in WA. Hello, Jonathan in Perth. Yeah. Jonathan, what are your thoughts on connecting with people today? Yes, I want to say something that is very important. You know, when I was in my own Africa, West Africa, I used to be in one of the countries called Guinea. You know, I thought it was to connect to people even in the prison. So I established a prison ministry. I used to go to them and preach to them in the prison. And there many people got touched by the word of God. So what I'm saying is that whether you are a promo, whether you are a carpentry, any department you fall in, try to be in touch with people. Because this is an area God gave you to share the good news to them. So don't say because I'm not preaching the pulpit or I'm not the pastor or I'm not the bishop. It's far behind. Anywhere God put you. Jonathan, great thoughts there, and uh, prison, that's a captive audience going into prison. So uh, your thoughts, Daniel Jones, on the great great ministry that Jonathan's been part of? Yeah, I've been into a couple of prisons myself, and, um, you know, they are are an amazing opportunity. You know, a lot of people think that because they're criminals, they're so hard-hearted. Some of the most amazing times in God... I've seen are actually in a um, in prison in 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 ministering to prisoners, and I think 
uh, it's it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's it's that God has a plan for every single person. He has an amazing purpose for people's lives, and um, even prisoners need to hear that. And so, if we can take the time to go out of our world to show people like that, I just want to commend this this guy for what he's been doing. That's an amazing ministry. Jonathan from Perth in WA. Thanks so much for being part of twenty twenty today. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you'd like to be part of our conversation, we're talking about connecting with people, and our guest this hour, Daniel Jones, Adventure Evangelist. And uh, we've been talking about Wild Truth Ministries. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the evangelism that you do when you get invited to be a part of a local church. When you're traveling around, sometimes outback areas, uh, even in uh, different outback places in the United States when you've been traveling over there, you like to get out amongst country people, real people, down-to-earth Salt of the earth type people, and they're very responsive to the gospel. Yeah, Neil, I love. Um, I guess I grew up, like I said earlier in this conversation, I grew up on the Sunshine Coast, but also in the rural regional area. So I've always had a passion for the country. My two first jobs were either working as a tiler. Um, a ceramic floor tiler and also worked as a farmhand with cattle and on a macadamia nut farm. So with those kind of backgrounds, you know, I connect with those kind of, those kind of people. Um, so I, I travel all over Australia. In terms of what do I do when I go to a church, number one, I'm there to minister to that local body, to bless them, encourage them, um, and, and, you know, bring a fresh, something fresh for them from God. Um, but the second thing I wanted to, my heart to do, and, and I guess this is what, really the reason why I travel, Neil, is, is to inspire them to win souls. So it's all good for me to go and do what I do, but my passion is to put that same passion in others, to equip them that they can win the lost, that they can win people for Jesus. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Sue in Esperance in WA. Hello, Sue. Good morning, Neil. Uh, and I'd just like to uh, comment about... Um, uh, an incident, a testimony really, um, um, in uh, a sh- the shopping centre down in Esperance. Sure. And uh, this particular week, I, uh, our budget was, you know, like non-existent. We didn't have much money and whatever. But the stuff that I had on my shopping list, everything was on special. So it made me very excited. So I'm wandering up and down the roads, uh, row and I'm talking to people as I'm going. I say, isn't God good? You know, he looks after us. Look at this. You know, and people would stop and obviously give me a strange look <laughs> and, and go, but as a result of that, when I was going through the checkout, every single thing was on the, uh, that was on my shopping list was actually on special. And I said to the lass as I was going through, you know, God is so good, and I was talking to the people behind me as well. He will supply all your needs if you look to him. Anyway, the next week I came, and I was going through the same shop, shopping um, uh, aisle, you know, not aisle, um, checkout, and the lady said to me, Oh, good morning, God lady. <laughs> You're the God lady. <laughs> the God so lady. Awesome. And so I got the, the, the nickname as the God lady, but it was, it was a great thing. It was a privilege to carry that because... It gave me the opportunity to be able to pray for people even in the shopping aisles and things like that. I've had several incidents where that's happened. And, and I thought I'd just like to encourage the um, women and the, the ladies that do their shopping. You know, you can be God to those people. You can carry Jesus within you. You can be prompted to um, 
encourage others simply with a smile or a, a, a word instead of just getting fixed on going up and down the aisle with your um, trolley. So, uh, yeah, I'd just like to give all the praise and glory to God because he does provide all our needs. Sue, what an absolutely wonderful story. And you are a walking demonstration of someone who, what some people would say, would be walking in the Spirit. You have this relationship with Jesus. You recognize that he is at work in your heart and in the practical things of your life. And that is just overflowing from you. You are a glowing Christian. And Sue, just wonderful to hear your story. Daniel Jones, what are your thoughts on Sue's story? Sue, I think that's so encouraging to hear um, your passion and your heart uh, foot foot to share your faith and, and not be afraid. I think so many people have a fear of man, and, and I think we need to start having more of a fear of God than a fear of man. And God wants us to share who he is. He says, deny us before man. And he'll deny us before the Father. And I'm not saying that in some condemning way. He's a loving God, but he is looking for people. What I'm getting at, so he's looking for people like you who aren't afraid to look past their own insecurities or wherever they feel in their emotions and get out and share the goodness of God. Keep it up, mate. That's awesome. Sue from Esperance in WA, thanks so much for being part of 2020. Let's hear from Laurel in Brisbane. Hello, Laurel. Hi, how are you? Very good. What are your thoughts? Well, praise God. Um, well, it's all about um, it's all about Jesus um, when it comes to evangelism. Um, <clears throat> I God spoke to me to speak when I'm not in uh, doing evangelizing uh, to demonstrate uh, John chapter three verses sixteen. Um, <clears throat> how how um, he taught me how to evangelize was uh, I was uh, uh, you know I love fishing because I'm from the Torres Straits. Um, I love fishing, and uh, when I fish. Um, the Holy Spirit started to speak to me that this is how you evangelize. Is is uh, it, it depends on like like what, what my brother uh, shared earlier on when I was listening um, that it depends on individual that you come across. So how the Holy Spirit taught me was you know um, when you go fishing uh, in Brisbane uh, you know you've got to have either a fish bait or uh, a prawn. Whereas up in the Torres Strait, when you go fishing, it's, uh, you know, the cooking flour wow. uh, or, or the uh, uh, fish uh, bait. So one of those two. And uh, you can see the baits are different. So in different area where you go, different cities is uh, different baits altogether. So there's different uh, taste. So, um, uh, but the main thing uh, when I evangelize is um, I'm always... Uh, constantly tuned on to what the Holy Spirit is going to say. Um, because my prayer is that when I open my mouth, it's the Holy Spirit that will speak to them. And um, so in 2000 and, uh, 2011, when we had the flood in Brisbane, um, uh, I got an opportunity to speak to Julia Gillard at that time. She was, uh, she was a prime minister at that time. And, and, um, and, when I spoke to her, it was not my words that came out because I didn't plan on speaking it. But the words were was was on uh, repentance, and um, she didn't take it in too well. But anyway, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> praise God, um, I was able to minister to um, uh, also to um, Anna Bly at that time, uh, and um, uh, also uh, Government General. So God gave me an opportunity to evangelize to, to the leaders, which I never thought in my wildest dream that I would come across uh, evangelizing to, uh, you know, to our government uh, or prime minister. So- Laurel, what an absolutely wonderful story. And you have 
set your sights high and you've taken that opportunity to share your faith, not only with uh, those who are ordinary people on the street, but when the opportunity came, you wanted to share your faith with the Prime Minister and with the Premier and with the Governor-General. And I like what you were saying about different bait catching different fish. Daniel Jones, your thoughts on what Laurel was sharing? Yeah, that I really enjoyed hearing that. It's true. I think, you know, we can't take a... Uh, certain model that's relevant in the city and then put that out into the country and you can't take something that's uh, relevant in the country and put that into the city. I think we need to approach people on their level and um, that's what we're talking about near with this whole connecting with people. So again, I don't think you need to be, you know, sometimes people disqualify themselves. Oh, I'm not geared like that or my personality is not like that. For me, I, I wasn't the way I was, but when Christ came into my life, he changed me. He put that heart inside of me and so once you get that, that, that heart to evangelize, he'll also give you the um, which bait to use, which, which, which you know, what, what word and what not word to use. Give you the sensitivity to, at the time. Laurel from Brisbane, great hearing from you. Thanks so much for being part of 2020 today. And uh, running a little short of time here, just a quick one, though. When you talk about uh, being an evangelist now, uh, were you always this sort of people person, always having this passion for uh, for connecting with people? Because, uh, you know, if you're not necessarily a people person connecting with people all the time, can you change? Does God do a work in you that enables you to become someone who can share their faith? Yeah, to be honest with you, Neil, I'm, I'm actually, uh, people see me and think I'm an extroverted personality. I've actually been I'm actually an introverted type of personality, um, and I've always was like that. It, it, it was when I found Christ and that passion, that's you know, that fire, that that heart to find, you know, being lost and finding something to put your faith and trust in. When that happened, and I'll never forget when it happened for me. It's never gone. I've I've haven't been perfect. I've been up and down, but that passion has never changed. And it's that passion inside you for God. He then comes in and transforms that, and and He's the one that. That does it. So, no, I, I was never like this, Neil. It wasn't until I found Christ and I think that he put those things inside of me. It's good talking to you today, Daniel Jones. Uh, people can connect with you. And now, you know, you're a part of the Gateway Church there in Wollongong. And uh, that's that's the extra plug that I can <laughs> give you to you. The Thanks, ch- new church experience that you're uh, about to embark on, a great experience there. Uh, but let me just ask you, how do people that connect with you? Uh, Wild Truth Ministries? Yeah, Wild website? Truth Ministries and uh, jonesministries.com. Okay, Wild Truth Ministries, and and there is some YouTube that people can actually uh, access, and they can see some of your early work. Yep, there is, and and um, and we're going to have a whole new stuff coming out in the next little next couple of months or next month or so. We've just been with I've been in a transition with this base and setting up into Wollongong. Once we get that set up, we'll be full steam ahead in um, editing all the footage. So we've done. Thousands and thousands of hours of uh, footage. We just now to edit, need to edit it. So, how soon are you thinking that uh, we might be able to get to see? Uh, we're you know, we're some hoping production? to have this finished by the end of the year. Okay, ready well, for release by 2016. Okay, well, we'll be looking forward to it. Daniel Jones, adventure evangelist. Uh, what I call a new breed of Australian evangelist and, uh, you know, in some respects a little bit like Steve Irwin and connecting with people, a motive to connect with people so that they might respond to this gospel of Jesus Christ that transforms lives. Uh, Daniel Jones from Wild Truth Ministries, great talking to you today. Thank you so much for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.